Welcome everyone to Curtain Jerks, right here on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Scott Narver. And I'm Steve Sears. Oh, we have got a show for you guys this week. It is a humdinger, and you better believe it. We've got an interview today with Jim Hempel. That's right, screenwriter of Hercules Reborn. And now you're like, so what? Why should I care about that movie, Hercules Reborn? And how do I know that this is a real interview and not just one of your normal interviews, which are also in fact real? Yeah. Well, believe it. Yeah. Uh, we should have taken a photograph together so you would have known. That would have been a really good idea. Totally forgot. We thought about it halfway through the interview. It's like, can't stop to take a photograph. He's talking right yeah, now. Yeah, what are we, a bunch of rubes? Yeah. Uh, could we get a picture, please? And, uh, well, well, the reason you should care about Hercules Reborn is because not only did a friend of ours write it, a friend of yours more so. A friend of ours. I met him once. Yeah, a friend of ours. Uh, well, I, we got to watch Indiana Jones. But together. a friend of ours is in it, Scott. Oh, yes. That's right. John, John Morrison. Morrison. He's Hercules, everybody. Well, he is. He's Hercules. Way better than the rock Hercules. Uh, the Rockules. Stupid. Yeah. Rock you know, that lease. I'm going on record right now saying I don't care about the rock Hercules. You think? Uh, do you think they're going to try to break, shoehorn him into the Avengers 3? The rock? Yeah. As the rock? As the Hercules. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's right. They do have Hercules in there. No, I think they're going to watch uh, Hercules Reborn and go, that's the Hercules we're looking for. That guy! Have him fight Drax the Destroyer! <gasps> wrestling! Ooh, it's all wrestling. Nice. It's all wrestling related. I mm-hmm. like that. Mm. So we got that coming up in a little bit. He's going to talk about uh, the movie and uh, Morrison being Hercules and all that. So Filmmaking in general. Yes, film naked. Filmmaking. <laughs> Uh, and, of course, we have other stuff as well. One thing that should be mentioned right off the bat, Payback happened on Sunday. Good show. Oh, good show. Good show, <laughs> good sir. Show, good show. Excellent show, Wonderful Payback. Show. Alex Rude, a listener and uh, often tweeter to this podcast, was there in attendance with, I think, his little brother. I didn't ask. They brought curtain jerk signs. Ah, oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Uh, they. I saw where the signs were. I couldn't quite make them out. Uh Flattered beyond belief. That's awesome that he brought signs like he brought a tell him curtain jerk say ya and just a curtain jerk sign as well. They were up where the shield uh, was making their entrance, but just the you know those camera guys can be real sticklers, you know. Yeah, real sticklers. But I'm I'm flattered that he even thought of us to bring signs there. It's it's happening. I'm People happy to signs of us. I'm That's happy crazy. to hear that there's signs at events and it's not just curtain jerks scrawled on bathroom walls. That's what I'm happy about. I but I'm for that too. Yeah. If you put our URL. You know, for a good time, yeah. listen to, to www. To please your holes above your nose, mm-hmm. <laughs> listen to curtain jerks. Ooh, just slightly. Just I, slightly. I looked at your ears <laughs> to check. I'm like, hold on. Well, it's funny because you can just shift your nose suddenly and it's really... But based on if someone was standing upright, your mm-hmm. ear holes are above your nose. That's right. Yeah. So thank you, Alex Rude. That is beyond awesome. Thank you, Alex. Thank you science. very much. Uh, so, yes, as I said, payback happened. It was a crazy show. I liked it. Yeah, I did too. I'm trying to remember what happened. A lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff happened. Steve, so many things happened. Brie Bella quit. Stephanie McMahon, you can't fire me because I quit. Slap. She slapped her. Uh, uh, Phil Ranta, producer of this podcast, supposed that. And guessed more time than John Morrison. He loves that credit. He theorized that Stephanie McMahon peed herself. What? Yeah, that's why she left so quickly. Oh, you think it was a. 
she got slapped and then immediately lost control of her bladder. I think I and as soon as he said that, I was like, shit, I think had I been on TV and got slapped that hard, I probably would have peed myself, too. She's a former women's champion. Hey, we take the bumps that we get, man. You think she peed herself? It's possible. I'm putting it out there. Hmm. Okay. Look, it's not like that's a rumor that's going to start on the internet that Stephanie McMahon peed herself at payback. Oh, hashtag peed at payback. Ah, (laughs) payback. Payback. I'm surprised that took me so long to say payback. Isn't that one of them dirty websites? The (laughs) payback? Yeah. No, that's just bad dirty math. Oh, Dirty, dirty math. Dirty, dirty math. P plus back equals yum. Uh, So that happened. Uh, What else happened? Uh, We got, uh, we got, uh, oh, Cody Rhodes. Said uh, he quits Goldust. He can't help him out anymore. Goldust needs to find a new tag team partner. Who were they going up against? Uh, they were going up against Rybaxel. Ooh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Man, it's God. It always is a shame when somebody quits in wrestling. Brie Bella, she quit. Like that was for there was uh, there was good point for that. But like when somebody loses a bunch of times and then quits, it doesn't even feel like a face or a heel turn. It just seems disappointing. But he's quitting his brother. Yeah, he's not quitting wrestling. He's like no. Not we're just not. I, I'm I'm dragging you down. So somehow he's gonna do better on his own, I guess. But he thinks he's dragging down his Why own brother. He just should just start carrying a kendo stick, and everything would change. Mm-hmm. Or bring back those paper masks. Yeah. Or the uh, the plastic mask, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Bring some masks into the mix. Uh, dashing Cody Rhodes, I think, is better with Goldust because they both seem so uh, concerned about their appearance. Yes. Or put, you know, fucking try and join up with the brother. Put on a little makeup. Yeah. Oh, that Cody Rhodes should be putting on the gold paint. Yeah. Or or silver. Do the- do, oh, that's good. I was going to say do the opposite so he has more black than gold. Yeah. So then it's kind of the you put them together and it's just a big fucking mess. But silver makes way more sense. Yeah, why didn't Cody Rhodes do silver? Oh, I like this. Yeah, they should have done. Cody Rhodes should have done silver. Gold dust should have saved gold dust. Mm-hmm. I like the inverted oh, color so scheme. Oh, silver dust? Yes, yeah, silver dust, dude. <laughs> that's great. Are you kidding me? Gold dust. Like, I like the inverted color scheme a lot. I think that's very cool. But mm-hmm. silver dust and gold dust, the Dust Brothers, come on. It's mm, pretty good. Yeah. Rhodes dust. Oh, yeah. Dust. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> dust. Yeah. Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, Scott. I think you're on to something. I got something. <laughs> oh, that's when I'm fired from creative. Like, wait, everybody. <laughs> I got an idea. Dusty Rhodes. What you want, baby? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Ah, damn it. Who was that? Was that Slick? Was he in the creative That's room? right. That's yeah, who Slick that was. was there with See, you? that's why we don't do impersonations on the show. <laughs> yeah, because people can't tell who that is. You have to go, who is that? The slick? Like, no, I was trying for Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> it was Dusty Rhodes. Okay. Uh, fatter, well. Scott. Fatter. Yes, fatter. Uh, I like the sound. Can we just make the sound a little bit fatter? Blue Tista. Ah. What was the deal with that? What oh, do you think? Okay. That was very bizarre. Because he wasn't wearing ring gear that he normally wears. No, his ring gear looked like it was from straight from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Straight from the 80s. Okay, you'd be better at knowing what these things are. So he had the sort of sleeve gauntlets, but were athletic style. They're like compression socks, but for your wrists. Totally. That's... Compression wrist socks. That's I what I was looking for. They're, but they look like wrist guards. They just look like... But uh, really long up yeah. to the elbow. So he had those. And then he also had, from his boots up to his knees, same sort of thing. Uh, Which he doesn't... He's never worn before. They were all... Bright blue. Uh, 
I, everything was bright blue, but it looked like the only reason everything looked bright blue was because he was wearing blue Nikes. He was wearing the blue Nikes uh-huh. that zip up over the shoe. So, it, and they were like, so, so he was like, ah, quick, I need something that matches these Nikes. These are all I want to wear tonight. And they were like, ah, so they went to the giant wardrobe closet at WWE that they have behind every uh, arena and they open it and it's just like hanging trunks and, and like <laughs> sleeves and stuff like that. And they have the entire rainbow and he picked blue. And the rest of Evolution did not fit that color scheme. No, there at was all. all black, right? Yeah. And the internet and Twitter had a field day. Blue Tista makes sense. I don't like it's, the guy always needs to stand out. It seems like he was really testing the internet on that one. He's like, You think so? You know what? They're going to fuck with me anyway. Because he didn't, it wasn't normal garb. You know, it wasn't normal battle gear. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, All right. You're gonna, you want to fucking talk? I'm going to put this on. You do what you want. Did he address Maybe the... Maybe he knew Blutista. Maybe he set tweets ready to go that mm. started it from Did some he... false account. Has he responded to it? I'm sure he has. I never checked on it. Uh, that's what... Uh, he Did he address the crowd at all? Because I remember that there was that time oh, you were talking... Monday? Uh, there was the time you were talking about how like he was coming out as a face and everyone was booing him and he sort of made that face like... His De Niro, like, oh, such a great moment. I thought he did that on Payback at one point also. Like, the crowd was yelling at him, and he sort of was like, eh. I was a little thrown. The whole time I was watching that match, I was uh, with a lady friend, and she's like, no, I want to watch it. And I go, come on. No, you don't. She's like, no, I actually want to watch. Stop. Let's do anything else. Anything but. Because I was looking for Alex's sign, but I was watching it a little later. And I go, no, 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 let's, let's not watch it. She's like, I want to watch. And she's asking, like, who's that guy? And, oh, I remember Triple H. You showed him to me a long time ago with the him and uh, and uh, Cactus Jack. And I go, that's right. You totally picked him out. He's got no hair now. Swoon, swoon, swoon. Oh. <laughs> and then when it was over, she goes, oh, my gosh, the Shield one. I go, you know their names. And then I tested her the following day. I go, who won the match? The Shield. Holy shit, you retained it. Very cool. Very cool. It's not because she's a simpleton, mind you. It's just more the fact of like, wow, that actually stuck in your brain. Yeah, no, I don't think that you are asking her because it helps her brain power. It's like, yeah, we do our exercises. No, I, I know th- a lot of the listeners out there are like, Scott waits for that little bus to pull up right in the neighborhood. And, and go, he holds a wrestling sign and whoever reads it, he immediately flocks to And you. some tulips. Yes. Uh, good evening, madam. Good evening. Ah, are you fans of the shield? Ah, you seem to have spit up on my white ice cream suit. <laughs> Would you like to get some ice cream? Perhaps more, yes. Uh, speaking of the shield winning, good win. Good match. Solid win. That was very strange, like, for an elimination match, having everybody eliminated in the last, what, three minutes? Yeah. Maybe Unexpected. That's... Yeah. That was very strange to me, but I, I liked it. I mm-hmm. thought it was very cool. And then the fallout the following night. What was the fallout? Please describe it to me. I missed Raw. I've been working nights this week, so I don't know anything that happens after sundown. Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody. I think Steve's a werewolf. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. Last night, I had a pita bread pizza. I took two pieces of pita bread. A PPB? Yeah, PPB. And P- a PBP. PBP. What did I say? Uh, I said it wrong, and then you mimicked me. P. PPP. Yeah. Pee on my back. Uh, <laughs> so I took a pita bread and I put tomato sauce on it. And then I took those orange string cheese and I put those on it. And I made a pizza in a toaster oven. Uh, listeners, I don't recommend that. Yeah, don't. It was gross. But because of that, I missed Raw. 
Okay. I missed Raw. I missed Raw, and I ended up having to do that. Okay. uh, Well, what happened is Batista didn't want another match with the Shield. He says, been there, done that. And Triple H, uh, he told Triple H, I want my singles title match that you promised me. And Triple H said, all in time, we've got to defeat these guys. Once the Shield is no more, then you get what it's coming to. Batista goes, all right, I quit. What? It's almost like he's got shit to do outside of wrestling. It's like he's got a galaxy to garden. Oh, jeez. Then what happened? Oh, then Triple H later said that there's a plan B. Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton. Triple H walked out there with a sledgehammer. And then the shield was looking at Roman Reigns. And you know what happened? What happened? You dropped I almost knocked my microphone, yeah. Seth Rollins turned on the rest of the shield. What? How'd they get him? He he had a chair and started wailing on everybody. And then he handed another chair over to Randy Orton. And Randy Orton wailed away on Roman Wayans. Roman Wayans? (laughs) Roman Wayans. The other Wayans, brother. Oh, man. Did Seth Rollins look somber? Son of Damon. Was he somber? Was he into it? Roman? No, Seth. Oh, Seth was angry and mean. Oh, at the rest of the shield? Mm-hmm. And mm. then he was he was he joined with them. Evolution, like, huh? Well, not like in solidarity of like putting a fist out or anything, but just stood by them with a you know mean grimace face. Yeah, I saw that photo. He looked unhappy. So the internet is upset about Blutista and now about Seth Rollins and oh they've ruined the shield. Wrestling is dead, everybody. Final nail in the coffin, everybody. Another final nail in the coffin of wrestling. God, it's still over. Oh. It's still ruined. Wrestling is dead, everybody. Holy fuck. Uh, Curtain gave... Jerks declares it. Wrestling is dead. Seth Rollins is broken away from the group, has interesting storyline, a compelling heel turn, and wrestling is destroyed once again. It's almost like there's a new player in the title picture now, and that is just not what I want right now. No. The last thing I want is to shake up the title picture. Don't, uh, now Dean Ambrose is a total face? Oh, the worst. They oh. don't know what they're doing. Do you think they're going to split up the rest of the shield eventually, too? Shut it down, everybody. Just throw the switch. Yeah, stop watching. Stop watching. So we've got heel turns. We've got people quitting left and right. I I, I mean, I don't know what to do. Hey, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy. I'm glad you uh, got me up to date on Raw. I want to know, though, who, who is going to be able to be the tag team partner for now at Goldust? Yeah, that's exactly where that would lead. I've that build up. I, that's what I'd want to see. Yeah. I feel like there's so many things that we have to. We're going to start from the beginning, and we're going to figure this out. We're gonna yes. we're going to solve the problems of wrestling for this summer. Turn on the switchboards, everybody. Turn on the switchboards. Back on. Yeah, we're back on wrestling's wrestling's on life support. First, we're going to find out who curtain jerks. Uh, that's us. That's us. <laughs> curtain jerks is going to find out who Goldust's new tag team partner is. I let's do this. Okay, uh, I've drawn up many schematics. I've drawn up. Uh, oh, yeah. Ow. Ah, there's like a, it's a wet cat at my feet. Oh, oh it's gold dust. God, you're under the table again. Ooh, sorry. Didn't mean to roll past you. Yeah, I think you did. You did it four times. I lost something. Oh, okay. Gross. Everybody, listeners at home, gold dust has the back of his, uh, Skin tight suit ripped out just at the butthole like a cat, and I can see your butthole when you you crawl around. Are you gonna say poop? 
No, I, I haven't seen you poop. I'm Do just you want saying. me to put something on? Would that make you more comfortable? I would like you to cover up your butthole hole. Fine, I will take the top of mine down and roll it down. It'll be like, okay, is Thank that you. better? That's way is better. Is that what you want? I, th- is this I, what you wanted from me? You could just sit in a chair also, and that'd be fine. All right, I'm sitting. Gold dust. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't what tell if it? that's anguish or Ooh. if you just feel uncomfortable that your butthole's now covered. Your brother quit you. Oh, don't even remind me. Oh, well, then this is going to be a difficult so interview. So painful. Cody Rhodes quit on me because he doesn't think he's good enough. Yeah, What? Uh, so what's the game plan? Well, I've been teaming with new people each right. week. Sin Cara and Kofi Kingstone. Right, that was on Raw and Main Event, respectively. Respectively. Mm-hmm. Respect them both. Oh, well, yeah, you chose them, right? Or do they come to you? How does this, how does this sign up work? I've been approaching people to see if they can replace Cody. Oh, okay. So Sin Cara was your first choice. You thought, are you all right? Do you need a hemorrhoid pill or something? I'm okay. I'm just filled with longing and despair and passion. Okay, well, we need to find you a new tag team partner. I'm looking. Ooh, I'm looking. I'm looking, Scott. Steve, Kurt Jerks, I'm looking for a new tag team partner. Well, have you... I mean, Seth Rollins is now no longer a part of the Shield. Ooh. He's now apart from the Shield. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But I'm thinking about somebody a little bit more selective. Ooh, okay. Ooh, if you go Sin Cara, Kofi Kingston, there's only one name that can be after that. Uh, gee, you know, I could guess all day long. A real winner, Scott. A real winner. Um, That's right. Drew McIntyre. Well, hold on. Ooh, yeah. I don't know about that being such a great choice. And if Drew McIntyre can't cut the mustard. I don't think he can cut the mustard. Then I'm just going to have to go right along and find myself another wrestler who can handle me. Okay, well, I think that's a good idea because El Torito recently bit uh, Drew McIntyre in a match. Do we bit him? He bit him and beat him. Ooh, he bit him and then beat him. It was a bit bit beat. We're gonna get have to get another winner wrestler. Okay, so uh, if obviously, yeah, Drew McIntyre three, you know, probably three MB aside, you don't want to think of any of those guys. You know, think of somebody who you need a, a real winner. Yeah, somebody maybe who has a title or somebody that. Uh... Ooh, Tyson Kidd is gonna be after uh, Drew McIntyre, a real winner. Check his stats on WWE.com. He's one of the real power players. I think he buy his T-shirt at WWE. Up. Two things. I don't know if they even put his stats up there. I know he fought for the NXT title recently. Don't know if he won it or not. Ooh, we lost. Oh, okay. He well, lost big time. Uh, he and did then, not shake hands. I don't think he has not a, shirt. a handshaker. I don't think they've ever made a shirt for him. Okay. So I don't think he has a shirt. You may want to shoot higher. You may All right. You want to shoot think high? Think of a legend. I'll shoot high. Of, I'll shoot a legend. legend of the ring. Oh, yeah. Think of somebody that has been around. Ooh, the Maybe. great Kali. How can you shoot any higher than that? He blocks out the sun. You know, that's probably not a terrible choice. He's the, a former World Heavyweight Champion. The great Kali dust. Uh, okay. <laughs> The Kali brothers. You would probably have to dance around. Goldly. Goldly. (laughs) 
I don't know about these tag team names you're choosing. No, but right. How about giant... someone rare? Someone you haven't seen in a while. Okay. Ooh, the immortal Muhammad Hassan. <laughs> Wait a second. Ooh, Why is he immortal? Because he's in everybody's mind. Every time you think something weird's going to happen on wrestling, you kind of go back to that weird, awkward time when Muhammad Hassan attacked The Undertaker <laughs> with all those terrorists right before the Gulf War Part Two. I, you know, I don't think of that. I guess you do. You are a unique individual. It would be nice to see Muhammad Hassan again. Are you okay? I miss Cody. Oh. You know, at, at, I can only fill up my vinyl suit with so much urine because there's oh. a butthole hole. <laughs> you know, and I miss my brother. At payback, you didn't really state a case. You just kind of let him walk away. Have you ever thought about just asking Cody to give it another shot rather than... I suppose I could just ask him, but I've always been a greater and more popular singles competitor than he's ever been. Together, we could have been something. <laughs> well, then why tag at all? Why not just be a singles competitor and go what for the championship? we finally got our match against each other at SummerSlam? I guess that could happen. Maybe I'll see you guys there. If you're going to... Not if you have the butthole hole cut out. The butthole hole? Yeah. The butthole hole? Yes. Please cover what that up. What is it? The butthole hole. That's right. <laughs> please cover that up. It's covered. Okay. You get cabs. Like, I'm very catty. I'm very sad. <laughs> Don't be upset. What will cheer you up right now? God, God. <laughs> you put your fingers in my mouth. Did I make you burp? Yes. You Did I put burp. my fingers in your mouth? Yeah, and make you put you burp? them too far. You, you caused my gag reflex to work. I didn't know what I wanted. I just did something. Would you be happy if maybe someone like Steve or Jim, the guest in the show today, came up with a movie for you? Maybe. Okay. Well, you if, if you're not sure about it, then no one's. Gonna I come do. Up with I want a movie. Okay. I want a movie. <laughs> All right. I want a movie. You're so movie obsessed. You'd think you'd want a movie. Yeah, I'm from Hollywood. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll try and come up with a movie idea for you. Ooh, thank you, Scott and Steve from Curtain Jerks. I'm just gonna slink out of here. All right. Uh, gross. You did a butthole first. <laughs> God, he's just really, uh, he'd leave the chair and just crawl underneath the table, uh, huh? Yeah. Ugh. Well, all right, so Goldust has a lot on his plate. Yeah. I couldn't help but notice, every time we have a guest, we always have a really hypersexual character interview right before they, uh, we have a guest on the show. That's true. When we have a, an actual guest on this show uh, that may <laughs> present it or show it to other people. Or a, uh, a wider audience. Yeah, it's the most terrible things that we could ever do. Yeah. When we panic off air, like, oh, God, okay, we got to make sure that it's it's a really representable uh, character. Yeah, so it's got to be a full episode that really just covers all the bases, just who we are, the essence of, like, of what our show is. But really accessible to everyone, and kids can listen to it, and... Great, great. I, you know what I'm seeing, Scott? I'm picturing a t-shirt that says butthole hole on it. <laughs> Uh, gold hole. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I just realized what it feels like to be one of those black ladies in church where they feel the Holy Spirit. I just, I literally just went, ah! I screamed in joy. Lordy, 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 the gold hole. <laughs> oh dear, that might be the name of the episode. <laughs> We got to get to Jim today. We had a, a really fun interview with Jim Hempel today. Uh, again, 
screenwriter of Hercules Reborn, which is coming out, I have it written right here, July 29th, DVD, Blu-ray, digital, download, Redbox, all that good stuff. You'll be able to watch John Morrison as Hercules, and we talk to the man who wrote it. That is right, friend of the show, Jim Ampill. Yes, so enjoy this interview now. Hey, we're joined with Jimmy Hempel, the writer-director of Trouble with the Truth and the screenwriter of Hercules Reborn, starring John Morrison. Yeah, friend of the show, John Morrison. Now we got uh, Jimmy here. Do you prefer Jim or Jimmy? Uh, Jim is what I go by on my credits, but Jimmy to my friends, so you guys can call me Jimmy. Oh, oh thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, we the, we did not just meet 15 minutes ago. We know Correct. each other. We've all gone to the movies together. We saw the Indiana Jones trilogy together. Yeah, that's where I met you. That's yeah. the best way to meet somebody is we watched all three Indiana Jones movies. Right. What, what theater was that? It was at the Arrow Theater in Santa Monica. That was which so is one much of my fun. Second homes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we should also point out, Jimmy. Uh, it's a wrestling podcast. We usually end up talking about movies for like a good forty percent of the time. Which is good because you know I'm, as you know, very limited in my interests and knowledge, and most of my knowledge of wrestling comes basically from movies. Like I don't know anything about wrestling except you know I know John Cena. I know you know I know basically I know wrestlers from their movies. Well, like, that, to me, the, yeah, the John Cena is not a wrestler. He's you know the star of the Marine. Then this is an excellent place to begin i think uh, what was what was the last wrestling movie you saw like so with a wrestler in it oh that's a good question i'm trying to think what was the last one i saw um oh my gosh i'm drawing a blank like what was the last wwe movie i mean i i think you've probably oh, seen more of them than i yeah. have well i'm, a, I'm gonna throw out a couple see I'm, if you've seen them okay uh knucklehead i have not seen knucklehead good you're you're, you're doing all right I think. <laughs> the chaperone I've not seen The Chaperone. You're making me feel very no, 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 you're no, illiterate. Yeah. No, no, no. My, my, I think no, you no, saved no. yourself a lot of time. You, you have saved yourself a solid four <laughs> hours at this point. I'm a pretty big fan of like the Marine franchise. You know, okay. all of those I, I really like. And uh, Twelve Rounds. Twelve Rounds is great. I'm definitely. I've seen. I've seen Twelve Rounds. And there's a sequel to Twelve Rounds too. Yes. Right. That I've not seen. I don't That's think. Twenty Four Rounds, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey yo, dead jokes, dead jokes, dead jokes, dead jokes, dead jokes, dead jokes. Is that because they're all sort of '80s throwback? movies to you well, is that, that is, the that is what you? i like yeah i mean especially the first marine i really felt like it was kind of a throwback to like chuck norris it was it felt like a movie that should have been released by canon films in the 80s or something like when canon was doing like the <laughs> chuck norris and charles bronson movies mm-hmm. and stuff like that you know i felt like it was kind of a throwback to that and in fact and in even the marine sequels like um marine 3 i'm embarrassed i can't remember the guy's name who directed it but it's 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 by a director there's there's actually this whole school now of action directors that i think are kind of unsung these guys who like make who make movies like they make WWE movies and they make movies with like Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren and they shoot them all in Bulgaria. Yeah, who's the guy and, who who works with Scott Adkins a lot? The guy who did a uh, Universal Soldier, I think it was. Yeah, Day of Reckoning. Or right, whatever. exactly. And again, and he was like, the, the son of the original Universal Soldier director. Right, and the these all these guys who are doing these movies out of Bulgaria and stuff. Like some of them aren't that great, but some of them are actually pretty good. It's sort of like uh, the Roger Corman movies in the 70s where they're they're sort of modestly budgeted and so they kind of let these basically they let these directors do whatever they want as long as they have like a Dolph Lundgren or somebody in the movie you know beating people up every 10 minutes then these directors can do whatever they want and one of those Universal Soldier movies is actually almost like David Lynchian and it's kind of strange I think that was the one I saw you know and, and the so, apocalypse now of yeah. Universal Soldiers um, so anyway um, and, and, and I actually find a lot of those action movies to be kind of more interesting than some of the big studio movies that are coming out now they're a little bit more you know cookie cutter and all that but 
but anyway, getting back to your point, yeah, I mean, I think I think like the Marine and and twelve rounds definitely, you know, it was and to the point that it was even directed by Rennie Harlan, who like in the early '90s did Fort Fairlane and Die Hard Two and Cliffhanger and all those kind of movies, and so I, I felt like twelve rounds was you know kind of it's it, part of it's kind of a nostalgia thing because it is a throwback to the kinds of action movies that I watched when I was you know young and impressionable and uh, and all that, so yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, no need to drift off, man. I'm with you. S- Scott Wiper was the director mm. of Marine 3. Got it. Yes, that sounds right. But yeah, I, I, there's that this entire like academy of guys who are doing all these direct-to-DVD yeah. like action epics. And the interesting thing about the, the direct, the, some of them, and again, it's the thing is you have to sift through a lot of bad ones sometimes to get to the good ones. And there's actually a great um, article that I would point people to on the internet if you can find it. Although they're not going to be able to find it based on my description because I cannot pronounce the guy's name who wrote it for life for me. There's this critic. His name's like Ignati something. He's got a, he, he used to be the co-host. <laughs> After Roger Ebert died, um, there was a brief period where he co-hosted like whatever the new version of Roger Ebert show was. So maybe people uh, can you find You mean him. the show? <laughs> so maybe, yeah, maybe people can find him that way. I don't know. But anyway, this guy wrote a great piece actually on these contemporary B-movie action directors where he kind of – narrows down to the ones who are good and sort of you know can steer you towards the ones to watch and i think that um a lot of these directors the interesting thing is i I feel like they're kind of the only people out there still doing like old school action craftsmanship um and what i mean by that is like if you see a movie like say either of the born identity sequels which i hated both of with a passion um, or really pretty much anything directed by Paul Greengrass. Um, like, I can't stand the way that guy makes movies. And he's sort of uh, acclaimed as, like, the biggest act, one of the biggest action directors around right now. Like, he did a couple of the Bourne movies. He did Green Zone. He did Captain Phillips. And his version of action direction is you shoot, you know, you cut every two seconds. You shoot with, like, 20 cameras, have just constant chaos, constant handheld camera, constant – you can't tell where anybody is in relation it's to all anybody chins, else. It's all chins yeah. to hips. You it, don't see – it's you all can't, torso fighting. You can't tell where anybody is in relationship to anybody else. You're not even sure who's chasing who. You're not sure what street they're on. You know, it's, and, and, and to me, like a great action director kind of is all about spatial relationships and letting you – like keeping you acclimated to where people are. I like fight scenes that are done in kind of longer takes so you can see that people are really fighting, all that kind of stuff. And I feel like a lot of these – uh, these kind of B movies actually are better at that than the quote unquote A studio movies. Um, you that just reminded me. You had mentioned once about Die Hard was all about triangles, like, right? Like, and I remember being fascinated after watching Die Hard, like it was all about spatial relationships. Yeah, and I tried well, to well, I tried to tell Scott at one point, but I totally butchered what he said. <laughs> yeah, well, that guy, you know, John McTiernan who directed Die Hard. I mean, he's a master of it. I mean, he's really like kind of one of the great great directors of of doing that and sort of yeah that movie. It's I can't even remember what my theory was about the triangles. But right I think now, it was but. like it's 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 McLean. It's objective, and then it stakes all in the same shot. It's something along yeah, those lines. It's yeah. like cut to the computer, cut to the to the uh, plastic. Not even cut, like right. pan to the explosives. Then you pan to the elevator with the terrorists coming up, and then you pan to Bruce Willis's fucking panicked face. Oh, so you're always aware of the 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 objectives and everything all yeah. in. Yeah, I feel like shot. there's yeah, there's a lot yeah. of shots in Die Hard that you do. You really get a lot of information in the frame all at once, and it really makes it to me. It makes it more involving and more exciting because you you do you know like I mean Die Hard is it's a very complicated movie in some ways, but you always know where John McClane is in relationship to the terrorists, where they are in relation to the guys outside, where the hell I mean everything. It's just you know, you, yeah, it is in a skyscraper, and you always know if he's above yeah. or below them. Yeah, yeah, very good point. But it looks like in Hercules Reborn. 
uh, it looks like you get to see a lot of what's going on. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I actually, Hercules Reborn, um, I wrote it. A guy named Nick Lyon directed it, who's a very good director. Uh, he did a movie with Danny Trejo called Bullet that's you can watch on Netflix right now. And he's done some other, um, he's, he's a really good, he's, he's one of these guys. He's like a really good, works in low-budget movies, but really kind of uses, rather than being limited by the low resources, I think he sees it as kind of an opportunity to, you know, to try things. Oh, well, isn't that things. you get inspired when you have a lower budget? You like that's where the innovation comes. Yeah, in. Yeah, I think I think so a lot of the time. And so anyway, he is more I think of that old school where it's like you want to see the action, and because he's got John Hennigan and you know he's got people who really can do this stuff. He's got very physical actors in the movie, and so he doesn't have to shoot around them or hide the fact that they can't fight or hide. You know, it's like the so I think that I have not seen the movie yet. Actually, I mean they're still editing it right now, so I haven't seen it. But from what I've seen, just based on the the footage I have seen, I think it is going back more to that kind of action filmmaking that, that I like. Okay, I got a question for you. In terms of the amount of gore or sort of like fighting that you wrote into it, would you say this is a Conan the Barbarian level sort of escapade? Are we looking at Conan the Destroyer? <laughs> Are we talking... Not uh, the new Conan the Barbarian. No, no, no. Movie. I'm talking about the only Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting you bring up Conan the Barbarian because that was definitely... That was the primary influence to me. I mean, that was like sort of when I got this job to work on this movie... That was what I thought to myself is like, that's what got me excited about it. I thought, okay, this is my Conan. Like, this that, is that's gonna, awesome. That's you know, awesome. That was definitely because I'm a huge fan of the original Conan. And uh, hopefully this is closer to Conan the Barbarian than Conan the Destroyer. Um, I would I would, I, I would, not be surprised if uh, Hercules Reborn was closer. Than, I, yeah. I do enjoy Conan the Destroyer, but I, I can't say that I think it's anywhere near, near the movie that the first one is. I mean, the first movie is great. And that's sort of what we were, what I was going for. And in terms of like the... The gore and violence, I mean, I wrote, certainly wrote in a lot of gore and violence. And you never know, again, because, I, like, they shot it in Morocco, um, which, so I wasn't there. I don't know how much stuff made You don't it. know how many people they were actually killing. Exactly. For I mean, I think, I mean, it seems like from what I've seen. <laughs> you, you stole bread. You die. <laughs> whoa, 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 get the camera. Get the camera. Yeah. From what, I, from what I've seen, they got pretty good production value because, I mean, I think the reason they went and shot the movie in Morocco is, you know, the... Uh, at first, I was kind of surprised to hear that they were shooting it there. I mean, the movie is you know produced by this company, The Asylum, that most of their stuff they just do around L.A. But I think they went to Morocco because you know the minimum wage there is something like two dollars an hour. Oh, so man. when you're building a lot of sets and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, which this movie has, I mean, it's got like all these historical sets and things they had to build. I guess if you're paying carpenters and laborers like two dollars an hour, <laughs> uh, you can get a lot more for your money. So you can, you know, they that's. Uh, there are a lot of movies now that go to different strange parts of the world. They also just did a version of Sleeping Beauty in like Romania or somewhere. Nice. But, uh, cool. Cool. When did you find out that Morrison was involved or was attached? I guess uh, that must have been, uh, I think when they started shooting, um, I discovered, I think via his Twitter feed, probably. <laughs> I, I mean, I, th I, I think I was just, uh, you know, because I, again, like they didn't really tell me anything about it. You sort of just turn in your scripts there, and then so you found out today being on the show. Exactly, basically, Morrison when you did. called me and said, "Do you want to come on and talk about your Hercules movie?" I said, "Huh, Morrison's in that." And at which um, point you stopped polishing your championship belt and yeah. put it back on the wall. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I, um, you know, I, they, like I said, with the asylum, you kind of, and what, and I have to say, I, I, it's one of the things I like about writing for the asylum is it is a job where. You know, I really never have to leave my room. I never have to get dressed to do it. Like a lot of writing jobs, people want to take all kinds of meetings and stuff like that. The Asylum, I have met with them. I've written a couple of movies for them, and now I'm actually just starting a third one. 
And I've actually gone there and met with somebody there once the entire time. I had lunch with one guy there. Um, and there's there's like five people who run the company who you kind of get notes from, but it's all like via email. And it's very, it's it's you know, it's kind of a fun job. You just turn in the script and then you go away. So I turned in Hercules Reborn, went away. I didn't really know what was going on with it. And then I got curious. I'm like, oh, I'll just do a Google search and see if there's anything about this Hercules movie. And then there was like, you know, Morrison was um, tweeting pictures from the set or something. And then seeing who he had, like, tweet, then I, that's how I found out James Duvall was in it, who I really like a lot. And Who's um, James Duvall as son of Robert? Uh, uh, no, no. James Duvall is from uh, the Doom Generation. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. That's the guy. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't he also the son in Independence Day? Yes. Yes, that yeah. sounds right. Yeah. But his dad drove the biplane. Drove yeah, the biplane. Randy Quaid. Yeah. yeah. So James Duvall, who's, you know, who's great. So, he, yes, I mean, it's got, like, a pretty decent cast. They've got some good people. So, I, yeah, I so I really discovered it basically on Google. And then, you know. And, it is so telling to me that, like, the one actor that you immediately sort of associated with is, like, the guy who did all the super indies from the 90s. Right. And his no, big was break exciting. was Independence Day. And now he's coming back with Hercules yeah. Reborn. No, I'm a big fan of his. So, I was, uh, I was very excited. And then, you know. So, yeah, I've kind of been following it on um, – you know Morrison's Twitter page and the director Nick Lyon his Facebook page like this they're always posting all these pictures and things from it and then um and then the asylum actually has been sort of sending me some you know I've gotten to see a little bit of the the footage and stuff in it so far you know it looks great to me so so then in your search when you find out that it's uh this former wrestler uh, John Morrison's attached do you then also find out like what he's capable of as far yeah as i mean i did his... i became interested and i actually got really excited once i found out who he was and yeah saw, you know it's an amazing get because of his abilities like he does parkour yeah he's so agile he's long hair have you seen <laughs> that hair? there yeah <laughs> yeah no i was really excited once i found out who he was and saw footage of him and and even literally just reading his twitter feed i got excited because once i saw that he had like a really good sense of humor and you know it was just i could i could tell that he was a, a just a great personality um, which is kind of what that movie needs. I mean, you know, it is, again, it's written very much like Schwarzenegger's character in the first Conan. And that's like, you know, and it's that kind of character. I mean, you need an actor with the right sense of humor to pull it off or it just comes off as dumb as opposed to funny, you know? Yeah. And so I was, I was really excited because everything I saw about John Morrison, it just seemed like we kind of hit the jackpot with, with him having the absolute perfect kind of guy i just thought of something uh is there a camel punching scene or a camel punching equivalent scene <laughs> uh unfortunately i don't think there's any camel maybe a horse kick i don't think there's any animal goose abuse choke a goose choke in the movie maybe a, 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 a goat choke slam uh, maybe yeah. no? all right as far as i can remember uh something that with wrestling fans that it's a weird cross to see the wrestlers that they see on a weekly basis on TV being those characters that when they see them being put in a film, they want to see something that's similar, but yet a little different. It's like the jump from like someone being on Lost or, uh -huh. or something like that. And then they, they're being in a movie. You still want it to sort of still have the charisma of that character that they've grown mm -hmm. to love on TV. Yeah, because it is you being uh, typecast in a certain way. But I think with a lot of the wrestlers that end up being in some of these movies some of the ones i mentioned that you hadn't seen like good because they aren't any good and you don't get to see the wrestler in that light that you want to see them in such as like john cena and the marine like that's sooner what you get to see on tv every week i think with john morrison being in hercules it's that nice just enough of a stretch that you get to see him being athletic you get to see him carrying a sword and being barbaric and uh getting the girl and doing all that stuff so it's that fun 
genre. It's a fun movie for the wrestling fan to see. So I think the crossover will be there. Yeah. I think that not just for you know everybody who's hitting up the red box, but wrestling fans would seek this movie out and be excited. It's about like it. the Expendables sort of uh, theorem, which is like you get to see all these guys you've seen do other things, but now you get to see them do more of the same, slightly different. Like sort of that. There's enough of that stretch where they get to play somebody different. Stone Cold plays a bad guy on TV or did almost a decade ago, mm-hmm. but then he play, gets to play it in a movie and he gets uh-huh. to be even more of a badass. He's killing people. He's got a knife. He's got a gun, those sort of things. Right. Yeah. It's funny how many, you know, it's funny how many wrestlers do make like really good action heroes. Cause like I love um, a lot of the Stone Cold Steve Austin movies, you know, like his movie called Damage that I thought was really Yeah, good. that one's great. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a great action movie. And uh, he's been a couple others I'm forgetting the names of, but uh yeah, I don't know, and I don't know what it, I have no theory on it. It's just kind of an observation that I really, uh, as somebody who who's not a wrestling you know scholar like you guys are, I uh, scholars. <laughs> I you we know. share a robe to be fair. Yeah, it's a big fat guy robe. <laughs> you know, I'm I do I there's I really really I'm I really enjoy watching them on screen. I don't know, and I guess it is just that they really know, you know, they know how to use their body as kind of like a, almost like a storytelling tool if that makes sense well they can command a room with forty thousand people in it mm-hmm. yeah and so when and you... they're a built-in stuntman too they're yeah. eager to do whatever it is because yeah. they don't know any other way there's no one to jump in for them mm-hmm. so i think you have a eager uh person ready to work too which is great to throw themselves into the project All right, everybody, it's time for Wrestlers Movies with Jim Hemphill. He's going to be pitching movies. We're going to show him pictures of wrestlers, and he's just going to tell us what he thinks and what movie they could be in. And you could even make up a title at the same time. Okay. Are you, are you ready for this, yeah. Jim? All right, I'm ready. Okay. okay. This is James Storm, the cowboy James Storm. Well, definitely I would do a Western with him, perhaps uh, an erotic Western, I'm thinking. Like, maybe... <laughs> You know, sort of, I, you know, I guess I don't know what I would call it exactly, but, you know, what I'm thinking looking at that guy is, you know, kind of like, I, I don't know. This is also, this is the duster cowboy hat James Storm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like him going out of the ring. He's about to drink his beer right before fighting Magnus or whoever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean, it would definitely be some kind of, you know, erotic Western <laughs> because he, he, he really exudes sexual potency and <laughs> and masculinity, so... You know, maybe something where he's like, I don't know. Um, some of the horse, right? Some uh, like a big Mustang. Well, he definitely would. Have, yeah, he definitely would have to have a big Mustang. Like maybe he, um, I don't know. Uh, this is, I can already tell this segment is going to be a real disaster. <laughs> no, move, it's, okay, okay. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. I know we're getting gold. Yeah. On a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. This is, you were talking about, you don't want to get off topic. Most of this podcast is us telling people about movies they already know are cool. Like the other day it was like, oh God, Total Recall. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> By the way, I saw it at the Arclight Sherman Oaks the other night. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh. Superb. So we got erotic western for you. I also it depends on how many pictures of these guys are in speedos or trunks. I think we're gonna get a lot of a lot of a lot of erotic. Next one we have here is Dusty Rhodes. Wow, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. That's polka dots, Dusty Rhodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, Dusty Rhodes. I'm thinking about like a movie where here I I think maybe have him in a movie as like a bitter children's party clown. (laughs) (laughs) Is sort of what I'm thinking. Like a guy who you know. Maybe he, at one time, you know, he had, uh, 
he had dreams that he was going to be a great jockey or something and he you know but his body wasn't right for it and so he had <laughs> so to like like six five four yeah pounds. you know he really <laughs> wanted to be a jockey he couldn't make that work so he became a children's party clown and now he's bitter He's, you know, probably sexually assaulting many of the children's mothers, you know, at the party. <laughs> so kind of like a Gran Torino, bad lieutenant sort of yeah, vibe going. Yeah, yeah, very right. dark. Directed by Abel Ferrara, probably. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. I am so excited for that movie. Yeah. What's that? What's that one called? Uh, crying on the inside. Go! Oh, oh. perfect. Worth the wait. Yeah. Worth the wait. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and cut out the gap and make it sound like I'm really. <laughs> yeah, just see, so you'll be right on it. Next one, of course already a major uh movie star yeah i mean you know roddy roddy piper i put that i wanted him in there because i wanted him to sort of uh, get that sort of carpenter vibe right. going. see what uh see what that gets going with you yeah he really you know he looks better now to me is this recent he looks better no, now this than one's he looks... a little bit older oh, okay I can find more recent no one. i mean it's all right i'm that's, just that's uh, more it's more recent a little bit more uh grizzled oh yeah he looks like he could play maybe mickey rourke's younger brother in something mm-hmm. like they younger should, brother you know. I don't. Well, yeah. I don't know. He's Mickey yeah, Rourke. They, you see Mickey Rourke lately? Yeah, the they do. They do look like, related. Looks like you put it, somebody rolled a truck over his head. So <laughs> and then wrapped it in saran wrap. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, but I could see like a movie with Roddy Piper and Mickey Rourke as like maybe brother, you know, assassins or uh, or just you know mob enforcers in some way or something like that. Oh, I like, I like that. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, but uh, and it would be. I don't know what you would call it. Double trouble. Something. <laughs> that's that's very canon. That's very eighties. This next one we have. That one you could have double and trouble in a title and it still sounded badass and threatening. Is the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Uh yeah, him I would cast as some kind of pornography mogul. Um <laughs> I mean, I think with him, he would, you know, maybe, maybe like he's like a, he's he used to be, he was like a porno star in the seventies <laughs> and then, uh, you know, he kind of got onto the other side of the camera. Um, what was the movie? What did you say? The, did you say the underside? No, of the, the, other, the other side, <laughs> the other side. Like now he's like a mogul. Now, okay. he's, now he's like probably running his own porn empire, but he's dealing with the fact that, you know, the porn industry is going down the tubes because of piracy and the internet. You can't make the money in it that you used to. And he's having trouble changing with the time. You know, you can really make the whole movie kind of a poignant parable for our economic, you know, downturn in America. Absolutely. I would see that in a heartbeat. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know what I would. Do you have a title for that one? Um, pants down, chin up. (laughs) Does sound a little 1960s sex comedy, but it's, that's that'll be like the international title, right? Like when they rename it for overseas. Next one we have here is the greatest man who ever lived, Austin Aries. Hmm. I mean, you know, the first thing I think looking at that guy is he's kind of like a more uh, muscular version of Terrence Stamp in Superman Two or something. Oh so, wow, he, he looks yeah. like Zod. Yeah, he's kind of got a. He kind of could be like General Zod's pumped up brother. Um, so maybe I would do like, you know, some whatever the movie equivalent of fan fiction would be. I would do like my own General Zod spinoff movie. Um, and I don't know what the hell I would call it, though. General Zod. I, I think just General be, Zod. I yeah. think you could break a lot of uh, box office with that. Yeah. Uh, next one we have here is Daniel Bryan. Uh, I can see the poster and it just would have three words. Brian is... Bunyan. <laughs> that would be my, my Paul Bunyan 
uh, you know, I sort of do like a big, like a Paul Bunyan reboot. Like Paul Bunyan is a, a kind reboot. Of, as a, I guess I don't know if it's a reboot. There, are there any big Paul Bunyan? I think it's movie? a Paul Only Bunyan boot. Disney. Maybe yeah. it's a Paul Bunyan boot. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh. I can't figure out which one I like the most so far. It's between the Dusty Rose one and <laughs> Brian is Bunyan. And the last one we have here, a man who needs a job at this point, CM Punk. Yeah. Chicago's own. And uh, so why does he need a job? What's his He's, story? He has quit the WWE. Oh, I see. So here's a guy who's, you know, ready to be in the movies. Yeah. I mean, he's got a good look to be like a guy who's like cooking meth in like a Jason Statham vehicle, like <laughs> um, like that movie Homefront or not Homefront. So I called? think it was yeah, called Homefront, so, right? Yeah, Homefront. Like he'd be a guy who's like like you know cooking meth in like a big shed in that movie who you know kidnaps like Jason Statham's dad. But that movie already exists. I can't really pitch a movie. Except unless I do a reboot, a reboot of Homefront, we're starring this guy, CM Punk. Maybe yeah. that. I mean, it's only it's been what? It's been eight months since Homefront. I yeah, guess. I it's never it's never too soon for a reboot. Yeah, that window is getting smaller. <laughs> and, and I smaller liked that movie time. a lot. I think it could sustain. You know. Didn't Stallone write that? Uh, he did. It was yeah. Stallone wrote it. He was originally going to star in it, and then he realized he was too old for it and handed it off to Statham. So why didn't he? He should have played the uh, uh, the meth uh, kingpin. Mm, that would have been good. Yeah. All right, so there you have it, the the straight edge uh, superstar wrestler movies. <laughs> yeah, Thank you, Jim. Man. Thank you very much. I oh, was your favorite team. I'm thinking uh, Brian uh, Brian is Bunyan. Brian is Bunyan is by far like the most exciting. That's the summer blockbuster. But the, <laughs> the, the Rick, Dusty Roads one, the is Dusty Roads one is one of those sort of like small sort of thrillers, but slice of life sort of weirdness. I get a kick out of. But then also the Boogie Nights Ric Flair movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? But. <laughs> Uh, butts oh. down, butts down, chins up. Was that it? No, pants down. I don't even know. I don't even know. Pants down, chins up. Really? Oh, it works but. for me. I but I think that's. Uh, those are the three I really got a kick out of. I know you have a a big career ahead of you, Jim, and I know you're working on what you're working on, but. I think there need to be more movies tailored to wrestlers that have wrestlers in it, and I think our listeners would also love many of these movies that you you pitched. <laughs> Absolutely, hey, Absolutely. I I would love to make them. So mm-hmm. hopefully Hercules Reborn will do well, and I'll get to make more uh, movies with wrestlers. Excellent. And Excellent. Hercules Reborn comes out on DVD, uh, Blu-ray, probably digital download as well uh, on July 29th. That's a Tuesday. Right. So be sure to get that at your local Redbox. Go to Best Buy, pick it up. Uh, go on Amazon, any of that stuff. And then, uh, Jim, what else do you want to plug? Uh, and then the movie I just directed, The Trouble with the Truth, with Leah Thompson. Very good. John Shea and Daniel Harris. That came out on DVD uh, yesterday. So that you can get at Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. They're in some of the Barnes & Noble stores, and it's on iTunes and Voodoo and all that as well. Yeah, check it out. That's a uh, that's that's the how you find out if you're with the one or not. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. That's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter. It's uh, Jimmy Hemphill is my Twitter. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Jimmy. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate yeah, thanks. it. Those are some fantastic movies. Yeah, those. I'm so glad we did that because wrestler movies is probably my new favorite segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's those are all movies I would watch in a heartbeat. And knowing Jim, if he was to direct any one of them, he could get any perform. He could get that performance from them. I know he could. Pants down, chin up is really solid. Yeah, crying on the inside. I like. I would submit a new title that I thought of after the fact. What do you got? Polka dud. Pretty good. I like that. Okay. And Br- Brian is Bunyan. 
I think that should be the name of the movie. Well, well I think it should be the name of the movie, but like it's such. It the, should be uh, Bunyan. It should be just Bunyan, but that poster, that like Ryan that summer teaser poster. Bunyan. Yeah, the year before, and it's just his beard, and it's like Brian is Bunyan. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. So cool. Um. All right. So. It is time for Jerk Tweets. Each week, go to Twitter, follow us at Curtain Jerks, and send us your hashtag Jerk Tweets. First one we got here is, uh, we have some fucking awesome ones this week. This was hard to choose, uh, and we'll get to the rest of them in upcoming weeks here. Uh, I was blown away. Benjamin Ear, Benjamin E-Y-R, I don't know how you say it. At your funeral, there's a wrestler. Is that his Twitter handle? Benjamin Ear. Oh. At your funeral is a great Twitter handle. (laughs) I suppose it is, yeah. But no, here's the question. At your funeral, (laughs) there's a wrestler sobbing manically, one laughing, and a guest speaker. Who are those wrestlers? Oh, man. So we got one sobbing manically, one is laughing, and one is a guest speaker. Jeez, that's a tough one. Mm -hmm. These are separate funerals. Because we both died in the same plane crash. Yeah, but we wanted, you know, we wanted all our wrestling fans to be there. Yeah, we wanted our own time. Our fans that wrestle, our mm-hmm. wrestling fans. Um, gosh, I think for me it'd be Goldust crying because just hearing him cry in the podcast today, right. I just didn't know how emotional he was. Right, right. He's a really emotional guy. Uh, I think the the guy who's laughing would probably be Triple H because uh-huh. he always gets a chuckle out of me, I think. Sure. And then the guest speaker would have to be Jeff Hardy, just it would be <laughs> it would be a crime to not have Jeff Hardy be uh, the speaker at my funeral. That makes a lot of sense. I I know the wrestler that would be sobbing manically for me would be AJ Lee. I was about to say it'd be AJ, right? Because yeah. she she's like, why did I wait so long? Mm-hmm. Oh, I should have gone with Scott. He's employed, mm-hmm. and <laughs> stupid me. <laughs> He's, you know, he doesn't drink and do drugs. Uh, that's obviously a turn on for me. And Jesus Christ, but she should, sounds like she should be the speaker. <laughs> well, no, I, this is all internal. It's mm-hmm. all internal angst. Uh, the person who would be laughing would be the Iron Sheik. Oh, yeah. He's a laugher. He'd be laughing. Um, and then, of course, the guest speaker for me would be J.J. Uh, Dillon. <laughs> oh, good. <Yeah. laughs> so it's not the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart? <laughs> no. Well, I'm glad that you're going to have a very concise wake. <laughs> <laughs> um, at nerd underscore Ferguson underscore says, I am one that <laughs> I am one of the 26 people who live in Wyoming and I didn't see Steve anywhere. What gives? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag fuck you, Steve Sears. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. He didn't see you. Sorry I missed you, man. Nerd Ferguson couldn't. He didn't see you. Uh, where? Where? <laughs> I was in Sheridan. I went to the thrift store that also had a bunch of comic books. Maybe we missed each other there, huh? <laughs> oh, did you go on a Wednesday? Uh, New comic book day? Honestly, Nerd Ferguson, maybe we saw each other at the uh, small production of Rabbit Hole that we saw. I saw at the Black Box at the Y.O. Theater in Sheridan. Maybe you could have been there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I did go on a tour of the Carriage House, which oh. is the Carriage House Theater. It's a nice little 80-seat theater. It was very mm-hmm. nice. Uh, I threw away a muffin there. I finished. It was just a wrapper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lovely maybe bathroom. you ate the muffin top. Yeah, the muffin top. Ooh, excuse me. So, I mean, I, I was shooting there, but I was also going to many of the the various theater locations that you, Nerd Ferguson, and I'm sure you were visiting, so, I mean, that right. you were comfortable with. So, I was at a couple different locations. I did teach an acting class. Mm. I was a guest speaker at acting class at uh, Sheridan College. Nerd Ferguson don't need no acting class. No, I, I guarantee he does not. From the streets of Wyoming. <laughs> That's how I learn. Uh. Uh. So, next time, Nerd Ferguson... For the uh, sequel. 
for the sequel, I'll drop uh, I'll drop you a, a DM. Yeah. That sounds like BM, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'll drop a direct message. A dirty mouth. I'll direct message you. I'll tweet at you. I'll think of you. At Phenom Classic says, if Steve could pick three wrestlers to be best men for his wedding, who'd he pick? Ooh. No worries, Scott. Your time will come. <laughs> Getting married or being a best man? I think being a best man. Yeah, I was about to say, because like, if I was having best men, I would have four, and I think you guys would be, it would be Bro Squad probably. Uh, which is our improv group <laughs> performing at the Second City Theater. I well, love that. We'll get to that in a bit. I was going to give uh, Lehman a shout-out. Ah, nice. Uh, yeah. The old shout-out, huh? Yeah. Well, bro's going fine. Jeez. Uh, uh, God. That's a tough one. Sure it is. These are the best men. Yeah. I mean, what These do you— These are the people that you want representing you. Do, and like, they all have to give speeches for your wedding. Yeah. Do you pick men. the original incarnation of Evolution from, like, four <laughs> years ago? Or do you pick the one from now? Do I pick the four, the original Four Horsemen? Do I pick Benoit Four Horsemen? Uh, God, I'm, I'm going factions because it's easy. I mean, what if I was just to do uh, um, what was uh, Just Incredible's faction? Remember with X Pac? X Factor. X Factor. What if I was just they got do... everything they ever wanted? Yeah, they got. Uh, I'm just doing. Or I could just do TNA. I could do Trish Stratus, uh, Test, and uh, Albert. You could do Dixie Carter, Rockstar Spud, and Ethan Carter the Third. Yeah. That little faction. Uh, if I really wanted to go with what I think would be like with good speeches and stuff, I'd have to go with Kevin Nash. Oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> granted, he. <laughs> I wish he had something to say about me. I would oh, he go, would. Yeah, I go. Uh, Kevin Nash, uh, Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like that would get the the bachelor party would get pretty far out of hand, but oh, just yeah. so that I can get some of that danger off me, I want Jerry Lawler there also. <laughs> and, but then also to so start, your your DD who's gonna get in trouble. Yeah, with no, 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 no. Those are those are the three party guys, and then my DD well, Jerry Lawler isn't a drinker. Yeah, but he loves to party. Oh, he loves the ladies. He loves the ladies. Yeah, and then my DD is CM Punk. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, I, but he's not a best man. No, he's 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 uh, he's one of the best men. There's four. There's four. Yeah. Whoa, you broke the jerk tweet. Did I? No, no, no. There's four groomsmen. Who's my best man? It's uh, three wrestlers to be best men. Then yeah. Kevin Nash would be my best man, so because he could give the longest speech. So, right. Yeah, but everybody else is good on the mic, except Jerry Lawler. He gets a he gets a little dog bowl and he can yell puppies or whatever and <laughs> hit it with a spoon. I don't know. <laughs> the spoon. <laughs> But yeah, I, I imagine this weird like Dickensian sort of like Jerry Lawler at the front of a big room yelling puppies, and he hits a dog bowl with a big wooden spoon. Exactly. Oh, all right. Well, hey, my time will come. Maybe someday I'll be able to choose my three wrestlers for best men. Uh, so th- yes, that reminds me. Uh, if I had a groomsman, Scott, you would be one of them. Oh, not the best man. Uh, I couldn't choose. Uh, I think you could. Yeah. Yeah, your brother. Uh, yeah, Josh Callahan. <laughs> God damn it. 16-bits podcast own. Um, uh, so uh, you mentioned Bro Squad 5. We don't mention it enough on here, uh, strangely, I think. Well, it's because we had a terrible fucking show last week. Well, I don't think we saw that coming. <laughs> no, we didn't see it coming. We've been performing together as an improv group for six years. Six years this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Ranta. Uh, yourself, myself, and Lehman Parker. Yeah, three out of the four people are on comedy podcasts. And the fourth person, Lehman Parker, was just refuses on. to be on this podcast. Well, for good reason, because he's <laughs> he's a fucking pipe bomb. Yeah, but that's why I want him on this podcast. Which is so funny because for as volatile as he is, he was just on America's Got Talent, 
and he fucking rocked it. Yeah, it was incredible. He has a uh, a magic duo of him and uh, Lehman Parker and David Blatter. Uh, not a uh, not funny gentleman. Not funny. <laughs> not we're not friends with him. <laughs> no, he's very cool. <laughs> uh, handsome gentleman. Very handsome. And uh, and they're great magicians. And they were on America's Got Talent. The the full clip is online. We posted it on Facebook. We tweeted it out. We'll, we'll put it out there more. I highly recommend you guys watch it. It's super funny. Um, Lehman's very calm and not swearing for what he normally for, does. Yeah, what's really funny is, like, I don't know how else to describe it, but he was so on, like, for the cameras. Like, he seems very pleasant. He's very yeah. charismatic. But the guy we know, I feel like... It's like he's got that Stone Cold Steve Austin can turn on a dime. Yeah, he's, and, like, he's absolutely fearless. So if someone was like, oh, really great, just tell us how you're having a really great time. It's like, so I'm having a really great time. Yeah, just a little bit more. I'm fucking having a great time. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, it was great. Uh, they do uh, pseudoscience uh, for this uh, trick that they do, and they uh, trick Harry Mandel, who's a master prankster himself and gets fooled. It's amazing. It made Howard Stern laugh. That, yeah. in my book, is fucking— That's huge. That's huge. So watch that clip. Get that video a like, a comment on it. Tell NBC you want to see more of those guys. It's just awesome because we've been performing as Bro Squad 5— this coming week, it'll be six years for us. Uh, if you're in town, Los Angeles, we're going to be performing at the Second City Hollywood Theater at 1030 on Saturday night. That's June 8th. <laughs> yeah, that would have made this plug a lot better had I known the specific date. Uh, uh, June 7th. June 7th. It's at the Second City Hollywood Theater. We're going on at 1030 if you want to check us out. It's, uh, it's going to mm -hmm. be a big show. Yeah, it's uh, six years of doing this. So that's that's a long time for an improv team. And so it's it's great. And Lehman's got the success, so that's that's super awesome. Um, and so we're just real excited for him. So be sure to check that out. Check it all out. What's up, scrotum? Oh, What's uh, up, not sex? Jack Swagger, how you doing? Thank you. Hey, it's long time no see, buddy. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time no see. Every time I try and bust down in here, you guys go, oh, and you point to your, you're not wearing a wristwatch because it's just at a day and age where you got cell phones, you got iPads. We've well, always got these guests and we're always busy and we're yeah. short on time. Yeah, I'm uh, just your GM, you know, and you've just been uh, bumping me like crazy. <laughs> and we're not in the ring either. No, no. Bumping me like crazy. That, we're not, we're not touching in the ring. Well, Jack, I mean, is there something on your mind? Is there something you like to talk about? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. All everybody that's been quitting the wrestling, you know, you got yeah, CM Punk, he quit. Yeah. Brie Bella quit. Yeah. Cody Rhodes quit on uh, Goldust. Uh huh. Batista. Yeah. They all quit. Yeah. I quit. What? I quit. You quit as general manager. I quit as general manager of Curtain Jerks. Oh God, uh, Jack. What? As the old song goes. Take this job and shove it up your dickhole. Uh, that sounds incredibly painful. Take this job and shove it up your dickhole. I ain't working here no more. Well, Jack, where are you going to go? Uh, I work for a place called the WWE. <laughs> Jack, and on top of that, I listen to your interview. I'm going to be a big movie star. Oh, so you're going to be going to Hollywood, huh? I'm going to be going to Hollywood and I'm going to be a big movie star that's right franchises galore opening up left and right and they're looking for a leading man which i think i can be uh, well what do you think about jumping in on oh and i can jump in on any franchise what star wars godzilla yeah i'm Avengers. jumping on star wars gonna be chewbacca i think they already got a chewbacca uh, oh do they i don't know well what about when they gotta do flashbacks when he's younger peter mayhew again i guess maybe? oh that guy's old as shit True. They're going to need someone else. They're going to step up to Jack Swagger. You think so? Yep. And I could be their kid. I could be the kid. I could be uh, Swagger Skywalker. 
Swagwalker? Uh, yeah, Swagwalker. Uh, you know, I don't know. Swagwalker. Oh my god, a lightsaber. It sounds like you're eating a race car. <laughs> Luke, I am your son. <laughs> All right, Jack. Okay. Uh, so you're R2-D2, look out! So, See? It's I very... can improvise. Uh, so you're quitting our show to go to Hollywood, to go to the movies. You're going to be an actor. That's right. I'm going to jump in. Uh, I'm going to be uh, I'm gonna be an Avenger. Uh, which Avenger? I'm going to be uh, Vision. The Vision. The Vision. Uh, really? Look out, Captain America. I'm seeing things in the future. That's not what I'm the... a robot. That's not what the Vision does. Sure it is. What does he do? He phases through walls, and I think he shoots beams through a diamond on his head. I'm phasing through walls. <laughs> I'm shooting lasers with a diamond in my head. Well, Jack. I can do all my own sound effects. That saves money. People like it when you can save money on a budget. Absolutely. But, Jack, it sounds like even though it's going to make things really inconvenient around here because you're leaving as our general manager, it sounds like you're pursuing your dream to be an actor, right? I can be in Hercules. I can be in the next Hercules I was about to say, because it sounds like both of them are done. Hercules, tap out. What What does Hercules do in that? I, I tap people out. I don't use a sword or anything like that. I use Matt wrestling skills. Oh, but really? But people got swords and daggers and stuff. That stuff's boring and passe. This is a new MMA culture. So oh. I'll get in there. I'll get in and I'll get, you know, get in tight, get inside, and then I'll tap everybody out. I'll tap out a tiger. Uh, all right, Jack. You know what? I actually like to see that. Oh, uh, see? Uh, yeah. yeah. You know what? One I don't know. ticket, please. I don't know if I want to watch it as a movie, but I would definitely watch a clip of you fighting a tiger. See? There you go. And then I'll get in there and I'll go, uh, I win! Jack, well, I, that noise is so strange to me. It sounds like... That's the trumpets when I win, when I win a match. <laughs> sounds like drums. Oh, uh, fine. If you want it to be drums, I suppose it could work. Either. I'll do a drum noise. Okay. <laughs> All right, what, what's the sound of an elevator that you keep sticking your hand out so the doors can't close? <laughs> All right, now what about a bunch of cars driving by? <laughs> Were they clowns? Uh, yeah, those are clown cars. Okay, all right. Well, next time we do wrestler movies, we'll make sure to include your picture. I quit. Oh, well, you can. St- we can still talk about you, can't we? No, no. Part of my contract. You're t- oh, I'm. Flipping- Hold on, let me fill out this contract. I'm a blank piece of paper here. Just write in some stuff, write in some terms. Let me see Could that. Could you sign this, please? Yes, all right. Let me see that. Okay. You're taking your likeness with you? We I'm taking my likeness with me. We can't even say your name on the podcast? You can't say my name on the podcast. You can't use, uh, you don't have an archivist at this point, so you can't archive me either. All right, Jack, we'll see how long this lasts, but you'll be back. Oh, yeah, I'd like you'll to be that. back. I'm going to get cast in all of these movies and become a big Hollywood superstar. Yeah, well, do 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 hear me speak. do 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 Oh, 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 don't, do, 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 do. don't be saying that to me. do 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 Yeah, I'm going to lightsaber. do 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 Take this job and shove it up your dick hole. Wow, Scott, that's our first quit on the air. That's the first time someone's quit on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. The WWE. Why does everybody have to steal from the WWE? I don't know. We just lost a general manager. All right. For the next year and a half, we're having a competition for. No. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Uh, strictly un. Just frankly, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Heel turns. I mean, wrestling. You know what? Wrestling's dead. Wrestling is dead. Oh my god. Whatever wrestling surprises me, I declare it dead. No. I'm excited for the future. I'm stoked. Are we going to SummerSlam? Uh, yes. All right. We'll be there. We'll be in the same building. You've got a different setup than what I've got. I think. Yeah. 
All right, probably. I mean, I could break away, but I'd be a damn fool. You'd be a real fool. Um, so, yeah, we'll figure all that out. We're going to go to SummerSlam. We got money in the bank in between. When's Where is that going to be? Uh, East Coast somewhere. We should probably Boston? definitely talk about that because talking stacks of money, there's nothing that gets people to buy pay-per-views like that. God damn, that's some stupid shit. Though it was like the, uh, it reminds me of the stick figures they did for TLC that one year. Yeah, I don't get that. Where it's sort of like, uh, how am I supposed to take this pay-per-view seriously under any circumstances if you guys aren't even taking it seriously? Hi, I'm talking googly and money! <laughs> We're gonna crown a new champion! Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the potential of having this belt's gonna make everything different! We should get that guy in here. We should interview that money. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk to that money. You know what? Bank. When it gets a little closer to money in the bank, we're going to talk to that fucking money. Why isn't it a briefcase that's talking? There's not even money involved in yeah, this. Yeah, the money in the bank is figurative money. The briefcase is what everybody sees. Wrestling is dead. Wrestling is dead. Oh, it's the worst it's ever been. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, Blue Tista, I miss you already. Yeah, me too, man. I'm sorry to hear him go. Like... Uh, the fact that he didn't even—he never got that singles match, the championship. Like he really got boned. Yeah, he was really—he was just coming back for that, right? And to push yeah. somebody, and then it just completely got fucked. Yeah, totally fucked. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What kind of ship are they sailing? There? Unbelievable. 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 Bull bluev. All right. So uh, you got to check out that clip of Lehman on America's Got Talent. And of course, uh, Jim Hempel, he's got him on, uh, he's on Twitter. He's got him on Twitter. What the shit? Uh, check out Jim on on Twitter. At, at Jimmy, Jimmy Hempel. And also. It's H-E-M-P-H-I-L-L. Yeah, that's right. Double L, Jeff Jarrett style. Hercules Reborn coming out July 29th. DVD, Blu-ray, digital download. He's the writer and director of Trouble with the Truth and Bad Reputation. Both of those are available. Amazon iTunes, all that good stuff. Check out those movies. Leah Thompson's in there. Yeah. Back to the Future fame. And if you're on the internet and you're feeling bored or you're feeling excited, don't forget to check us out That's at YouTube, right. Curtain Jerks Podcast, and uh, on Twitter, at Curtain Jerks, or at our Gmail. That's How often can you email somebody? At Curtain Jerks. <laughs> how often? Yeah. Curtain Jerks at Gmail, huh? Yeah, yeah. Chat with us. We'll, yeah. We'll chat back. And um, we're on SoundCloud slash Curtain Jerks. Yeah, that's right. SoundCloud's big for us. So it's real big. If you're, if you're like, ah, I don't like the iTunes, then go onto the website at ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. Hurts my fingers. And then go to SoundCloud where every part of your body will thank you. Mm-hmm. Especially gold dust. Mm -hmm. ah, oh, God. I'm feeling it under the table again. God damn it. Stop it. Stop it, you creepo. And tell Goldust who his tag team partner should be. Yeah. To tweet, tweet him directly so he'll block you. Tweet him directly. Yeah, that's all he did. All right, Lemuels. <laughs> all right, so for Curtain Jerks, I'm Scott Narber. And I'm Steve Sears. Enjoy your wrestling, kids. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.